And so in terms of, I had to bring this one up, uh. but you felt like you were on Friend Island. Oh, the whole time I was there for the free food, girl. <laughs> I was there for the, the drinks, food, the food. for the drinks, the migorang. <laughs> This is Maddie. And this is Taku. And welcome to the Legally Blonde Podcast. Exciting uh, guest here today <laughs> with me. I have the one, the only Taku. <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> I am so stoked. We are literally going to dive into everything reality and up. what life is for mm-hmm. you at the moment. Mm-hmm. But before we begin, let them know a little bit about yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> I, this is kind of funny because it's like, I love how like podcasts start yeah. where it's like, we're just pretending as if we weren't talking just before this <laughs> literally it's like oh we it's just like, didn't spend the last 10 minutes yeah, yeah 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 okay 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 let me see how can i describe myself or let me introduce myself okay i've got two black parents and i am black um i don't know if that's relevant but i think that's yeah, a little bit about me you're would, setting the picture for I'm them say, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i'm black uh yeah i'm not really from here you, you know, just but like um for people that don't know i was born and raised in zimbabwe right well. in a little town called mutari so um yeah and i've been here like since like 2012 okay and it's been the weirdest 11 years of yeah. my life like, <laughs> the a strange weird experience journey, man a very very weird journey culturally like and it's i i don't know i just feel like i've just lived a double life you know what i mean wow. so i'm still kind of trying to find my feet even yep. though like i've been here for so long it still kind of feels like i haven't really fully Settled yet? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. no, definitely. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't know. So I don't know if that's a good intro. Uh, what I else think I so. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing is like every time that I go for focus, I'm like mention you've been on Love Island. <laughs> I'm like, okay, because uh, it feels like it was a long time ago. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, oh, that old thing. That old thing. So people that don't know, I was a flesh. I, I was the first black dude that was on, you know, Australian Love Island. Were you really? I was the first black guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they had like um, that's like pressure. Ah, uh, not at all. Oh, I mean, look, honestly, that was not pressure at all, man. Like, I know what pressure feels like, and that was like, it was, it was fun. It was a little bit intense, but I feel like it was just one of those things where I was like, I, you know. I've got a trailblazing mentality. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If it ain't been done, I got to try and see if I can be the first one to do it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So like, I think for me, in my mind, I was like, that was the main motivation as to why I even wanted to go on the show. Yep. You know? So like when they came back with the opportunity um, to actually be, um, you know, uh, auditioned, mm. I was like, man, like this might actually happen. So when I got like the first round of auditions, I just knew that I was gonna be the first black dude on the line. So, and they That's were like, so the funniest thing was they were like, so why should we have you when I was in there? And they're like, because you guys have never ever had a black dude on on an Australian love yes. So I hit with the race car straight up. That's so, a girl you're like here. Yeah, just gonna slide this under the table. <laughs> Do with it as you may, but I strongly suggest you pick me. Yeah, yeah choose me. Pick me. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the Legally Blonde podcast mm-hmm. if we didn't start with the Legally Blonde question. Oh my God, let's go. And that is, what has been the most blonde moment in your career? Oh my God. I don't even know. First of all, I don't even know if I've even developed my, you know, my career mm-hmm. um, in the entertainment industry, which is, you know, what I'm currently trying to be, to be more involved in. But 
The most blonde. Oh my god, I really like that. Eh? It's a explains the name, legally blonde. Okay, <laughs> most blonde moment was probably when we had a guest on our show. Mm. You know, we had a guest on our show, and I was trying to act like I knew them, and I didn't really know them. Oh. Actually, I only knew about them the morning of. Oh, okay. And. It was a blonde moment because I'm pretty sure we walked in and we're doing like a little briefing before we actually get into the podcast. And I just like, I, I, I didn't know what her last name was. And well, actually, no, so like I had like read the notes and I kind of knew who she was. And then I got the partners mixed up and it was just... <laughs> It just, yeah, man, and like they got someone that you know they thought that we both knew, you know what I mean. Uh, so I was just, just trying to just go, oh, no, 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 you know, like it'll be okay. Like I think, you know, I'll just try and see if I can just summarize a few things. Ah, nah, man. So I think that's probably been the most, yeah, just my. Yeah, it can be a tricky situation. That one. Yeah, yeah, my blonde. I don't know. I don't know if that even. I mean, it definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Because the amount of, it's like when you go in public and you see someone yeah. and you're like waving from across the street. You're like, oh yeah, I know that person. And then you're like. And they come close and you're like, oh, you're like, who are you? You're like, that is not who I thought it was. <laughs> no, I haven't really had, but I, you know what though? I've had a lot of those, but I've got, I reckon my superpower is I've got the ability to turn any awkward moment into a good moment. Ooh, yeah. that's a good superpower. Because like I've worked in a cafe for so long, right? And it's actually allowed me to actually be someone that's not just a people person, but like I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, the best way I can actually explain it is, oh, yes, I'm a people person, but I'm an expert at negotiation, if that makes mm, sense. Okay. But not like on a business level. Nah. <laughs> You're like, so Negoti- if I give you 50, you give me that. Absolutely. <laughs> but it, like, I feel like every day is a negotiation, right? You know yep. what I mean? Like this podcast right now, we're negotiating something we right now. You yep. know what I mean? Like we had to negotiate for me to get here or whatever it is. But it's like, I feel like, it, you know, negotiation is like an exchange. You know what I mean? Mm. And no matter how awkward that negotiation gets or yep. that exchange gets, I can always turn it around some way, somehow. Yeah, and I've just, yeah, so it just comes naturally. I like that. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. before you mentioned that, like, you are from Zimbabwe ori- mm-hmm. originally, yeah. what was it like, you know, transitioning and coming over here? Like, what was the decision to do that? So, kind of odd, right? Okay, so the thing is, like, okay, so I was living, you know, with my mom for. A little while, okay. So for some of you that don't know, right, in Zimbabwe, like usually, uh, our culture is very, very interesting. But it's very prevalent that the firstborn always moves in with their grandparents. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So I'm the firstborn in my family, and you know I live with my grandparents for a little while, um, on my mom's side, and yeah, like so, uh, and then I end up moving in with mom again. Like, but like mom was always in and out. You know what I mean? Like it was yep. like she lived there, but she just <laughs> she, she was basically there. She was always there. You lived just, just around the corner. Just yeah. just didn't want me to be in the same room. So I don't know what the hell's going on. But we loved it, man. It was like three of the you know like three of my other cousins. Oh, actually, not two of my other cousins that lived under that roof. And um, yeah, and then from then moved in with mom. So like me and my cousins got separated a little bit. But one of the cousins, um my mom's uh sister's child anyway he so like his mom was in uh scotland 
Mind okay. was just calling. And she was studying in Glasgow to be a nurse. And, you know, she had finished her studies and um, was doing some masters. And, you know, uh, all these qualifications, man. She's just... She's yeah, a smart cookie. She's a beast, man. <laughs> and then she wanted to move to Australia. And then she was like, look, like, you know... Uh, if Taku wants to come, he can come too because she was taking my cousin with him, right? Mm-hmm. With her. So um, I said, you know what? I don't want to go. Wow, you I, said no? No, nah, I said no. Because I'm such a mommy's boy, you know, like, True. and I love, I just, family is everything you mean. I think a yep. lot of people, like, understand where I'm coming from where it's like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, you know, yeah. and it's like. Um, it's what you've been surrounded it's, with, it's, it's what yeah, you're comfortable with. Absolutely, man. Yep. So it's like, and then I just kind of really thought about it. Things were very tough back home, like very, very tough to the point where it's like financially we were in a very sticky spot. Mm. And, you know, just kind of hearing mom continuously talk about, you know, the struggles that we had and everything else. Like it was it was a very tough time, very tough time for me. And I was like um, a 14 at the time. And I just said, you know what? I said a prayer. I remember I said, God, you know, I wish there was someone that was overseas that would send us money just to get out of this debt and just to be able to, you know, just to be afloat, mm. you know, every week was just so tough and I, they didn't know, but I could see that, you know, yeah. and I was just, you know, that prayer like kind of came true in a weird way. Like, you're like, when my auntie said like, does he want to come? When I said no, the first time I was like, ah, and then I thought about it and I was like, man, maybe this is God just, you know, wanting to, you know, Allow yeah. me to to live out that prayer sort of thing. Give you know me that I mean? step. Yeah. So I just kind of took the chance and, you know, came here. And thanks to my auntie, like, definitely gave me the chance to, you know, be here. But, like, yeah. So that's basically how I got it. Wow. But the, trans- but the transition was very interesting. I was about to say, what would you have found was the hardest kind of part about moving here? I mean, okay. I said this on my podcast, uh, you know, on our podcast, uh, Back to Reality, and when we were first starting out and they were like, oh, you know, what were like the differences culturally, you know? And I was like, me and my, I I always say he's my little brother, you know, like we grew up together. But me and my cousin, we were the first black kids, you know, at our high school. Wow. You know? And this offended some Aboriginal people because I didn't know that they are termed as black as well. Right, I see. But this is coming from, you know, I still use same languages when I was back home. Yep. We call them, I know this, I don't know if this is going to cause a bit of scrutiny, but back home we call them colored, you uh, know, because yes, so. they're slightly, you know, lighter than we are and we're black, you know what yep. I mean? So I never really knew. I just thought they were just, you know, Aboriginals, really, yep. you know what I mean? But I never knew that they were called, you know, black people as well. So uh, the first black people went to school and, you know, that was kind of weird. Mm. That was one of the biggest challenges, you know, because it was like, kind of alienated a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, with kids, like, I mean, you know, I feel like kids can, they see what they see at home and like they see what they see mm. every day and then mm-hmm. to have that change, mm-hmm. you know, it's that uncertainty and they're like, ooh, like. Uh, you know, and kids are assholes too, man. They can be. Like, they're man. so unfiltered out, they're like unfiltered. assholes too. Yeah, man. Like they don't they're, think before they speak. Yeah, motherfuckers, man. I get, oh, oops. Am I allowed to swear <laughs> You can. Go for gold. Perfect. Justice. <laughs> they're, 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 they're dickheads, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. They just say whatever flies. But you know what, though? I started to take those moments where I felt like I was being insulted as moments of teaching. Ooh. You know what I mean? So I needed to be able to make sure that I'm actually educating some of these people, like, because it was there, it was a lot of jokes, and you, sometimes there will be some racist slurs, but they didn't know that it wasn't okay. 
to yeah, say that, you okay. know what I mean? Some of them might have been slightly naive and some of them were just testing the boundaries. Yeah, and so you're like, I'm going to educate you. That's right, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I think that was kind of like the toughest bit. But, you know, apart from that, man, you know, everything everything was just so smooth. Man, but, but, you know, the one thing that I really loved was, you know, they did welcome me, you know what I mean? Good. Which is great, you know what I mean? Like, as much as I felt like I was kind of, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb, I kind of felt like... um you know, I had like a a good a good support system, man. Like yeah. and like I, like I never really had anyone that hated me. You know mm. what I mean? I floated in every single one of yep. the little groups. And, you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man. I love, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And that, I I think that speaks volumes to mm. you as a person and your character to have that resilience and to have that strength to be able to, you know, go into the unknown, mm. but still come out kind of on top. Like that's exciting. Oh man. I don't, man, I don't know, man. It's not really, I think that that's just a, like an interesting thing, right? When you just said, let's just step into the unknown and come out on top. I don't really know what top looks like. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think it's so funny that you say that because a lot of people just think that, um, like when you have a, a platform and you know like and you've been on a show and you might have a podcast it's all right you know some important people they think that's the top in a way yeah but um something that i heard not too long ago was you know if you can pay your bills if you have a loving partner if you know just the basic necessities if you can afford to be able to live a life that you know is above that, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, stat of what poverty may look like, then you on top, you know what I yeah. mean? And I feel like it's just uh, the way that people kind of judge, uh, especially like with my story is kind of interesting. And I hate how people kind of praise other people for being on a show or, you know, for example, take someone like Abby Chatfield, right? Yep. I love that girl, you know. Oh, because, she is insane. Yeah, she's unreal, man. Everything she's done, everything she's, you know, uh, you know, had to, uh, I guess, overcome. But she's very outspoken, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't really a big fan of her. I mean, yeah, you, you watched, know? like, it's such yeah. an underdog story. We were all like, ooh, the controversy. 100%. And then now, man. look at her, everyone's like, wow, like wow. Abby. Exactly, man. And you know what, though, the thing is, but I was a fan of the work. I was a, you know, I was a fan of the work ethic, you know. I'm, I, I respect her so much, you know what hmm. I mean? And, um... You know, I think for me, you know, I just see and hear a lot of people talking about, man, like she's just on top of the world. She's this and that. But but you know what, though, man, like, you know, everybody has got struggles. You know what I mean? Yep. And I heard someone, you know, saying something along the lines of, I think it was Andre Shields, Andre De Shields that said something like, you know, the top of one mountain is really the bottom of the next. Mm. You know, where it's like when you feel like your career has gotten to a summit, then your social life and your spiritual life, your emotional life, gets into a dip. I was going to say, there's other factors. That, Absolutely, yeah. man. You know, so, um, so yeah, I don't know why. I kind of feel a little bit weird when a lot of people say that, you know? Yeah. I think it's because you, as much as like, we don't see obviously behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we get to see this like bubbly, like smiley, enthusiastic, like you've uh, got that passion okay. and it comes through even on the phone, like on like social media and things like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, you know, see that and go, wow, like yeah. he must be <laughs> just like living the dream, having a ball. But oh. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we're not, 
you know, social media people aren't going to sit there and post about their struggles and <laughs> about the sad man. things because that's like, you know, against Ain't kind a, of... 100% yeah. against what like, you know, Instagram is meant to be. It's yeah. meant to be a marketing yeah. tool. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I think, yeah, you know, it was kind of crazy because... Yeah, what you said is very interesting because I feel like, yeah, you know, especially influencers, people that work in the industry, it's very fake. You know, I found it very hard to stay up to date with making content. Even right now, I'm in a weird phase where I'm like, do I really want to go down this path? Mm. Where it's like, as much as I'm loving the podcast that I'm doing right now, um, it's great. I meet amazing people. It's it's an amazing podcast, man. It's it's dope. Love what I do. But the thing is, when it comes to the whole Instagram thing, is you know you basically just put your life on display. You know what I mean? And you kind of put yourself on a you you're basically stripping yourself naked, really. Yeah. You know, and um, that's just the only issue with Instagram. You know, people can only see. It's like um, surface level. Exactly. Yeah, and I really struggle with that. So I'm fine. I'm trying to find a way to be able to be vulnerable and 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 very much open to, you know, opening up the door to you know my little closet of skeletons, really. Mm. Letting so, the people see the real you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with that, you know, but um, because especially there was a video that surfaced not too long ago when, you know, I was talking to Bradley Dry Brad. I know you know I think you know Dry. Mm. Um, um, I mean Brad and we done a podcast when I. Just came out of Love Island. Actually, yes. No, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. And um, I had a drinking problem, you mm. know. I didn't really want to tell anybody. And life was so shit. At that point, I was struggling. Like, it was not good. Things were not looking good. And I was just in a weird space where I was just... I just I just didn't really know what was going on. And, you know, I didn't have my proper job. No routine. Money wasn't coming in. Checks just really went clearing as fast as they were meant to be clearing, you know. And um, I thought, you know, you just go on a show and everything's going to be just yeah. fine. Everything changes. Everything yeah. changes. But no, man, you still got to hustle. You still got to grind. But it's a different grind. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. You know, and um, and yeah, man, like social media just really, it tried to ruin my life. <laughs> yeah. It nearly ruined, it actually nearly took my life, man. It's, it was just crazy, you know. So I really do commend people that, you know, or work in social media and, uh, you know, working, you know, uh, uh, you know, making their money, you know, on there and are continuously on their phone hustling because it's a grind, man. It is a grind. Mm. And that's it. And you, you know, you start from nothing and you've got to build this whole, like, what feels like another mm. personality mm. in a way. Absolutely. It's it's a strange feeling. And I, I've even noticed it, like, even just starting this, uh-huh. you know, you, you sit there and you're like, oh, like, I'm going to do this podcast. Like, it's going to be so much fun. Like, mm. it's so easy. Like, uh-huh. all I have to do is get a mic and a laptop. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize, like, how much even just goes behind the scenes of that, let alone, like, being a reality star or being that, like, celebrity who's mm-hmm. got that constant, like... You know, it feels like a target on your back in a way of like social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Absolutely, man. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know how other people do this. I no. don't know how other people do this, man. Week Bef- by week. Before mm. you did reality, mm. what was life like? Life before reality TV was like, <laughs> like, and this is like the crazy thing because our podcast is called Back to Reality. Yeah. Based off. People that come off reality TV shows. Um, and, you know, um, 
I think it was also something that kind of the podcast also kind of you know saved my life a little bit because I was like lost a little bit and you know it kind of well, I can't say saved my life but it saved that chapter of my life yeah. where I was feeling very lost no purpose I I thought it was a mistake that I even went on the show wow you know because as much as getting love was gonna be a great story you'll be a fool to not want to make a little bit of a plan for afterwards. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody want there for a little bit of love, but a sprinkle of cloud as well too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, like, but I think for me, man, they, 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 I was so involved in the experience, right? To the point where I wasn't thinking about the outside world as much. So uh, when I was in the villa, I remember it was so crazy. Um, for example, someone that killed was Tina. Yes. You know? Because she kind of already worked in, you know, I think it was marketing and PR. So she had an idea of Mm. what she was going to be getting into when she gets out. So her game plan was very strong. But not taking away that she was actually involved in the show. I was just involved in the show, but I, I didn't have my eye for everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You were there, like, for that experience and weren't thinking, yeah. like, past that experience. Past that, you know, yeah. Well, like, I was, but it just wasn't as... It just didn't really feel realistic. You know, it was I wasn't as calculated as I thought I was. Because mm. um, you need to be, man, because nothing is for free, really. No. Nah, you know, so... But, like, to answer your question, man, I feel like life before that... Wait, were you asking... Uh, wait, is it life after or before that? Before. Life before. Before, before that, my bad. Before I, I completely went on a whole different... Little... <laughs> But like, I guess for me before, I was just kind of working at the kiosk. Yeah. You know, um, and I, yeah, this is like my seventh year working there, man. It's just been a job that's just very easy mm. for me to do. I love people and yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Gives um, you that social like, Yeah, man, that little, you know, social release. So, you know, I was working there for a lot of, you know, like for a long time and I was, well, and I was playing a lot of rugby. Mm. I wanted that to be my future, really. Yeah, rugby. Because um, this year was when I wanted to play in the World Cup. Like, that ah, was my scope. Okay. That was my scope. I, it was going to be very, slightly unrealistic, but I, I always aimed way too high and, you know, and I'll just land wherever, you know, I am, you know, but so long as the initial scope is high, you know, so it's yep. like, that's what I was doing, man. I was playing so much. I was like training way too much, like like 10 to 15 hour weeks like oh, training and that's a lot your body through the ringer man it was a lot man it wasn't and that wasn't even stretching like or anything like that so I was just pounding up my body and you know it was just week in week out I just wanted to just play and play and play and uh, you know hoping to move to Sydney yep. and play there so yeah that was what life was before wow so reality like TV or TV in general being someone mm. was never like kind of a thought I always knew that I wanted to inspire and I wanted to be able to do something at a very high level. Yeah. We only had one athlete in my family, which was my granddad from my mom's side, my mom's dad. And and, and he was a very famous soccer player. But the thing is, he also had a drinking problem. I don't know if mom's going to hear this, but, you know, sharing the little family... Um, 
Trauma's out, you know, because I, you know, I think the thing is, it, you know, God gives and takes with the other hand. He gives with one hand and then, you know, takes it with the other. Yeah. Or the universe for my atheist friends. And I feel like it's very important, like, to be able to look at um, the journey of people that have done it before you and where they went wrong before you mm. do. And I think it was very important that my mom had shared those stories to me because she had said, you know, he struggled a little bit with alcohol. And, you know, it was very hard for him to be able to actually maintain a proper relationship with my grandmom, a whole lot of these things, right? So when I, when I heard about that, I was like, oh my God, so it has been done. Yep. I was like, how can I inspire in Australia right now? What can I do? to get to the next level because when you're in Australia, man, I think people don't understand that you can literally do anything, be so successful with it, create a niche, create a brand for yourself and be able to market yourself at a very high level and make that your job in your life. Yep. The possibilities, like there the is so many. Yeah. And so obviously Love Island came along season three. Was mm. that correct? Yeah. 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 Oh, so tell us what was like the application process like? Application process was kind of weird, you know, like it was like, I just started the, 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 what I do, my God dang, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> I like just applied uh, my, my roommate at the time. This is ah. so crazy, right? Now check this out. So... I started believing in manifesting. Yep. Manifestation. Oh yep. my goodness, man. I manifest like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that shit is so real, man. It go, really is. It is crazy. I mean, I mean, I manifested that you would come on the podcast. And Actually. I mean, here you oh, are. Oh, come on, girl. This ain't a manifestation. Girl, you just come around here. Catch my ass. Like, and people usually just see me walking around because they ain't got a car. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So I just walk around there and they're like, what the fuck? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You ever seen like the That's copy? him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, um, but, you know, manifesting, man. So I remember the application came out and I was living with my uh, friend uh, Georgina and we used to work together, right? And she was like, we're at, um, we're at North Kong pub and it was a Sunday session, we're having a good time. And then she's <laughs> like, I was, I was like, George, 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 record this real quick. I was like, and she, then she's like, yeah, I'm recording. I was like, you know what Love Island needs? Love Island needs a black dude with charisma. I really wrote this whole black dude. <laughs> yeah, you, I wrote that. I had to sell myself. I was like, with charisma, with energy, and somebody that just shifts the most. You know what I mean? I was just like, anyway. And watch this. I want to be on the next season of Love Island. I said that. And she sent me the application not long after I applied. And then they called back to me. I was like, George, you got to be kidding me. And she's like, do it. Yep, do it. She's like, you are going to go on. I was like, <laughs> okay. I just thought it was a joke. Well. I just, the first one I did, I was with my maid in the, you know, I was like with my maid, his name's Angus, who we at his house, and I was in the, I was like, hey man, cue the music. I was like, I just started answering all these questions because I was like, why would we want to have you on our season? Yeah. And then I just broke it down. Nice. And um, before you knew it, I was at Fox Studios, and that's when I knew that shit was real. Yep, that it was happening. Yeah, man. So I took the the train to Fox Studios, and I got there, and it was very weird. So man. where where was your season filmed? Byron Bay. Byron Bay. Okay, because yeah. I knew I saw the house, and I was like mm. stunning, but I didn't know. So it was Byron Bay. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was in Byron Bay. Yeah, it was a. 
Did they get you there or did you have to like make your own way to the villa? No, no, no. So they they got us there. Everything is looked after, man. Everything was looked after, man. It was dope. The whole experience was amazing. I would do it again if I could. Yeah, the experience was, in, was good. Yeah, if I wasn't in a relationship. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Tiger's got himself locked down. I ain't really said nothing. Yeah, but yeah, man. If I'm, yeah. Like, honestly, like, it was that much of a great experience. But I think... It was good for that chapter of my life. Now, yep. it just really wouldn't be. I was going to say, it suited that period of time. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that now. So, how, how long did filming take? Like, obviously, you didn't make it to the grand final. Not to nah, say that, no, no, anyway, no. but you didn't make it to the grand final. Mm-hmm. So, how long from when you kind of got to the villa did the process take? To get to the grand final? Or to get to at least where you got within the season. Oh, I was in there for a while. Yeah. So, like, I was in there basically for, like, the whole duration of the thing. But, like, we got out two days before the grand final. Yes, yes. So, it was only just, just two days before the grand final. So, um, so like, the finale when it happens, I don't know what I was calling grand final. But yeah, when, true. I think I said that. Oh, first. yeah. I was, I like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the grand final So, called. before the finale was filmed, <laughs> we, me and the person I was with, we got eliminated two days before that after that it was Courtney and uh, Noah and then it was the finale so yeah wow so so yeah it wasn't really too much time in between was it like from when you got to the villa was it like a monthly commitment or a few months um two months uh, I think two and a half months we were away that could be a long time yeah man I think uh, two and a half months we were away yeah wow so I think we left like yeah, pretty much May, June, July September we left like late September October came out like November time. Wow. In terms of like bills and things like that, like that must Mm. be hard. Like, do you get paid as you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you get paid, you know, all your bills are, you know, like you're afloat, you know, and I got out with with a little bit of something in the account. So it was good. That's good. I was about to say, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of shows, like we had um, someone from Father Wants a Wife Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. and they were saying, you know, that the... They give you just enough to like buy food and things like that. It's not God really damn. enough to pay, yeah, bills the, pay the bills and like do no things way. like that. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's good to hear Love Island. Like actually. Oh man, you know, like there's nothing. Absolutely, man. There's nothing that, uh, you know, I think Love Island didn't, you know, like they, ITV, they, they run such an amazing, you know, um, you know, business, you know, I don't know if I can even call it business. Like, it's just the, 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 the way that they just set up the, the show is amazing, it's man. Good. You know, they have all these systems in place, man, that don't really leave you astray. Like, I think the thing is also important to actually share that they, after the show, I think it's for, you know, three or four months or even a bit longer than that. They have, you know, um, um, you know, mental health professionals that, wow. you know, that check in on you. That's amazing. You know, yeah, 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 absolutely, you know, but I, I was, usually, usually they call me, I'm drunk somewhere, you know, well, at that time anyway, so it's like, hey, don't worry about it, I was okay, you know, so I was getting my pics, <laughs> I was like, let me be, bro, I'm struggling, but I'm okay. <laughs> I do me. <laughs> I do me. So, yeah. during the process, I mean, I watched a fair few episodes of Love Island, mm-hmm. is it kind of natural like do you realize the cameras are there or is it kind of like big brother vibes where they like hide yeah. the cameras and you kind of forget about Yo, that that man in the room there was about 20 cameras i think it was wow. and it's like the beds are right next to each other man it was like they're hard not to notice yeah you, you know what i mean like, they put them in the bushes every night it's like <laughs> you just feel you know yeah, that like, mother be like me? <laughs> yeah man so you know it, it, the first month Girl, shit. 
the first like nah the first week was tough because like a week feels like a month yeah it would feel the time damn yo the first week it bothered me yeah a little bit you know because i was like I was also used to just having a camera in my face and I was all, you know, I had like recorded a few things. I, I had led like a YouTube channel, you know, doing fragrance reviews. So I was okay with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The thing that was very hard for me to accept was that, you know, every conversation that I had was being transcribed. Yeah. You know? That's what that I would find up. like intimidating that like That's know, every time crazy. you're talking, mm-hmm. it's... You know, that could be aired to the, like, Australian Absolutely. nation. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. You just got to try and act as natural as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, you know, do what you got to do. But for me, man, I don't mind. Yeah. And so you wouldn't say it was, like, scripted or prompted or things no, like that. No, that's cool. no, no, no. It's kind of, you get to... Nah, not at all. You know, like, I, you know, I ain't really signed a contract enough, so I won't get in trouble if I say this. But the thing is, you know, the producers every now and then might just come sneaking back and say, oh, you know... You were talking about wanting to go and talk to this person. Yeah. Uh, she's just alone now. Maybe it's a good time to go do that. Ah. So they just kind of, you know, like if you say, yeah, little, like if you wanted to go and do something, you're like, oh shit, oh thank you actually, yeah, 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 yeah that's you know a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you got me <laughs> exactly. So like, it's not really, it's nothing, nothing scripted. They never force you to talk if you don't want to talk. Nothing mm. at all. Okay, that's but cool. then if you don't talk, there's a high chance you won't be kicked yeah. off. See you later, alligator. You know, we want TV, bro. Are you looking for your new favorite drink? Head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition and you are in for a treat. They are serving loaded energy teas, which are 20 calories, no sugar, packed with vitamins and minerals, and also have aloe for those healthy guts. They serve healthy smoothies too, which are under 300 calories, high protein, contain macro and micronutrients to satisfy your hunger, and are made on water. So head to Recharge Nutrition or 316 Nutrition today. With their extensive experience and expertise, Cupic Marketing offers a wide range of services to help businesses like yours thrive in today's competitive landscape. From website development and social media management to graphic design and SEO, Cupic Marketing has the tools and knowledge to elevate your brand. Imagine having a stunning website that captivates your audience and drives conversations. With Cubic Marketing's website development services, it's possible. Cubic Marketing. And so in terms of, I had to bring this one up, uh. but you felt like you were on Friend Island. Oh, the whole time I was there for the free food, girl. <laughs> I was there for the, the drinks, food, the, food. For the drinks, the migraine. That's, that's it, man. Yeah. I definitely felt like I was on Friends on Island, yeah, for a while. When you, when you watched it back, was it kind of hard to see oh, that? You know, I haven't watched it back ever since. Really? Seen. You've never seen it? I watched, like, through, I watched only half the season. And then I watched the finale and that was it. Wow. Mm. You know what's funny? So, I'm sitting here, I watched your season. Yeah? Like, that's how, like... I mean, I the first time I ever saw yeah. you was I watched your season. Oh, wow, okay. And I'll let you know something like we were all rooting for you. At oh home. my god, man! Everyone thank you, there, thank like, you. This guy's a legend. Oh, like, why is no one seeing that? Girl, I appreciate. <laughs> but you know what's so crazy though, man? Like, you, oh, actually, now first of all, I really do appreciate it. Like that, mm. you know, means a lot because it's so crazy. After like this show, like people kind of. Um, People feel like they have this attachment to you, yet you don't know them yes. personally. Yeah. But I've got this. I feel like another one of my superpowers is I make people feel 
you know, uh, welcomed into my space, but not only that, I make people feel like I know them. Yeah. You know, so pardon me. So actually, like, you're not wrong though, because I remember meeting you for the first time. I was very drunk on my yeah. birthday at North Gong, <laughs> and I think you were playing pool. And I was like, "Hey, like, how are I remember, you?" Yeah, I was playing pool. I was playing pool, probably. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, Who's this random? But like, it didn't feel like that. It was like we'd been friends for like ages. Ah, go, man. And I was like, "That is great. Like, man, that's exactly what you want when you meet people." Most definitely, man. And you know, like sometimes maybe people might might actually get me, oh, you know, off guard. I have my like my little introverted moments, but I'm never rude, you know. Like and. You know, I remember like when I met like my rugby legends and you know, like that felt unreal, you know, and they oh, you know, and I met some pretty big people, you know, like that just made me feel like I knew them. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to make sure that that's an attribute that I carry around wherever that I'm at. My yeah. grandma always said something that was very interesting, but to uh, to paraphrase it, it, it'll sound something like um, it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice you know what i mean Ooh, yes. and someone else said that and you know someone online i heard it and i was like oh shit my grandma said something else. <laughs> my grandma yeah like she the always has like the you know <laughs> the profound words but um so yeah you know like i think that was um you know the biggest thing and to get back to the whole friend zone island thing it was just tough because i couldn't really see anybody that yeah. was okay maybe that might be a little bit of a lie there are definitely people that I wanted to, you know, you know, get to know a little bit better, but they were interested in somebody else. And, you know, like that was always a little bit tough, you know, but yeah. I think like for me, it's, it was, it's always like being like a safety mechanism. I, I have friends with myself and, you know, because it's safe. Yeah. You know, protecting yourself. Yeah. So it's either that or I get friends on. So. Yeah, yeah, so that was cool too. <laughs> You're like, I get to experience both. It was, man, it was tough, man. It was a tough time. I wanted to leave at one point. Hey, I didn't want to yeah, be in like, there. Yeah, like that's that's enough. I hated it being in there. I was like, man, it just doesn't feel like you just you know like when you I'm like, man, I would enough friends on the outside, bro. Yeah, and that's you it. It gets the point where you're like, now there's like the romance side is gone. Like, yeah, and you're like, well, why am I here, bro? Yeah. yeah. So do you find now like? Gosh, like, I don't know how many years has it been now. Since? Two years now. Two years. Yeah. Are you still friends with anyone, or is there people now you don't speak to? Oh well, no, nah, man. Like I think, man. I you know, like if I bump, you know, into anybody, man, I've got love for people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we just ain't really as close. I still talk to Chris every now and then. Um, Tina, I see, you know, I used to see her a lot, and then she just, like she just went on to Love Island Games. Yes. Yeah, I auditioned for that. I don't think they wanted me on, but anyway, um, <laughs> I want to talk about that. I got beef with dance. Nah, and then um, yeah, like you know, like some other guys, Mitch and uh, yeah, fuck you know, yeah, Mitch. Actually, damn, I actually need to need to call him. I've got something I need to. <laughs> Mitch, pick up your phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like because he probably feels like I've been ignoring him. Actually, something happened. Yeah, they um. <laughs> He, like he has his uh, new uh, skincare brand. It's called Rainbow oh. Skin. Oh. And he sent me a package and like a little while ago, and I've, taught, and I've been putting off like putting, you know, something up for him. I don't know why. Oh my God. I, I don't know why I even had to say that on the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, I still love you, Mitch. I hope you hear this. But <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so yeah, like Mitch and all those guys. So, so you know what? Like I've got love for everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, Yeah, there's no one yeah. you see in the streets and be like, ooh, left, right, good night. Nah, <laughs> man. Hell no, nah, girl. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's good. Never, like man. That. The show wasn't that big enough for me to hate anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that big enough for me to hate anybody. But do you find, like, obviously a lot has changed for mm. you since you've been on this show. Man. What has been, like, the major changes? Oh, man. 
honestly, it, man, it's changed my life, man. I the the major change is I can reach out to very um famous people and usually they respond they're like hey yeah man like and usually they respond i remember this is like my my famous person story right now jordan sparks like you know um <gasps> like no started following way. me and then i messaged and then they should she, she like responded and she's like i loved your lover i was like what? i was like oh my god thanks auntie jay she's like in her 30s man yeah. she's like a sister and you know like and she was just dope man and um yeah, like, you know, and like she just likes some stuff every now and then. I like some stuff of hers. And, um, and yeah, so like I think that's, that's, but, 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 but the most important thing, the biggest thing that I feel like has changed has been the ability to utilize my God given gift, which is my voice. Yep. To be able to have a platform like, you know, uh, you know, I'll, a podcast and to meet these people you know that you know can also help other people that are wanting to go into reality tv yeah um you know and just being able to have a platform where i can you know just kind of you know be myself a little bit you know what i mean and i've always wanted to be able to have a platform like that and now i'm with selena i was with al before like it's dope but to be able to call that a job mm. is something that I would have never, ever thought. You know what I mean? Like, my mom has been on my payroll ever since I left back home. And it's like, they just didn't ever really believe that there was money to be made in, in social media. So to be able to actually call social media, like, my job is such a blessing. It's crazy. I still can't believe it. So, you know, you can scale your, your you know, yourself to such a to some crazy heights man it's still a lot of work but i think that's something that's that's changed my life so what what advice would you have for people looking at kind of stepping into that reality tv show experience oh girl shit was that one of them questions that you sent me girl i don't Uh, think i I saw that one god (laughs) damn i'm sorry the deep questions Man, what advice would I give? Because I usually ask people that question. That's my favorite question. Ooh, flip yeah. the switch. I usually ask a lot. Of, I think my best advice to people that want to be going on to reality TV is there's nobody that can do you than you do you when you're at 100%. Yeah. So if you look after your mentals and if you look after your, you know, your spiritual and emotional side, when the camera hits your face, you don't have to think twice about who you are. Mm. I felt like I kind of had to put on a persona every now and then to be able to hide how I felt. Yeah. Or I kind of acted like somebody that I wasn't and I'm not proud of that. That's why I don't watch it again. Yeah. That's why I don't really watch it, you know, as much. Because half the time I was just kind of putting on a little bit, to, you know, just kind of... Because I've got a personality, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it comes out a lot of times when I'm slightly uncomfortable or very excited. Mm. you know so you can never tell yeah but i can tell yeah you, you know, know what i mean yeah i know i'm like i was so uncomfortable so damn i don't know why i was putting it on i should have just you Didn't know you? not acted acted like that. i should have just not said nothing at all because i knew i wasn't feeling myself or you know what i mean like things like that you know but so i think i don't know if it made sense but i feel like you know you can't fake who you are for 24 7 yeah um you know uh you know, 60 days that you're in there. You know what I mean? Eight weeks. It's going to be very, very hard. So I feel like if you're ever going to, you know, apply for something like a, you know, TV show, make sure that you're going in there 
you know yourself but also make sure that you also have a plan for when you come out because especially if it's a big show you need to be able to make sure that you move correctly like that i can't stress that enough man you know and you know and just reaching out to people man like that's when i like developed my you know like he was actually like a a bad habit like the drinking habit you know what i mean and before i knew it i was drinking every night and it was like but it's just because i didn't know how to cope with going outside so i think also developing healthy coping mechanism yeah you know that's definitely a very ever important thing i like that i think that's a really important take home that mm. you know you've got to be yourself mm. wholeheartedly no 100%. matter like what experience it is and you know you got to kind of be prepared for that judgment to come back but mm-hmm. still know that deep down well i'm me 100 and that's all that matters you could have said that again 100 you know what though i think you know being yourself can be very hard because not everybody's gonna love you no but also being a hundred percent convinced in your mind that nobody's gonna like me and i'm okay with nobody else liking me because there's gonna be a select few people that like me and they'll they're the only ones that matter yeah you know what i'm saying i think that's actually the real ones the real ones girl Mm. but that's a skill actually you know kind of allowing yourself to know that the other people don't really matter you know what i'm saying i've got like a handful of friends now you know what I mean that I just keep so close and yeah like they only came about because I could be my myself around them you know good mm. well I want to switch it up for a little bit oh my god let's go I've prepared deep. a little game yeah of fuck marry kill oh my god and I have photos too so that you don't have to worry about thinking of these people off the top of your head okay wow so the first one will be celebrities uh huh the second one will be Love Island hosts. Oh my god! And then you might see some familiar faces from your season of Love Island as well. Uh, what are you trying to kill <laughs> me? So I reckon we start with the celebrities, nice okay, and easy. Right. So the first three you have to pick from. Shit. You've got Blake Lively. Shit. You've got Sydney Sweeney. All right, I know her actually. And Sophie Turner. So Sophie Turner's from Game of Thrones. Sydney Sweeney is from Euphoria, and then I mean the Queen herself. Uh, go, go to the first one. Uh, I mean, what's her name? Sophie Turner. So she's Turner. the one that just got divorced from Joe Jonas. Oh yeah. She was on Game of Thrones. She was on Game of Thrones. Who was she? She was Sansa Stark. Oh my. It's the red hair because this is a blonde hair photo okay, for anyone okay. like this. She's normally right. red hair. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay, guys. Okay. So fuck Mary Kill. Who are you going fuck, with? Fuck, fuck. She's dope. She's dope. <laughs> yeah, she's dope. Fuck. Um, what's her name again? Sophie. Fuck Sophie. Fuck Sophie. Yeah. Ah, kill. Kill Sydney, Sweetie. Kill Sydney. Sorry, Sydney. Yeah. And I'm married to Sydney. Married, married Blake Lively. I'm I mean Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, he did good. But he did real well. He did, he did real well. <laughs> she's got a beautiful smile too. She does. I think she's got crowns, but anyway, she's got that nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round two. Oh, uh, don't pop. <laughs> <laughs> we have Love Island hosts. Love Island hosts. So we have Laura Whitmore Laura from the Whitmore's UK one. Dope, man. R.I.P. My girl. We've got. Was she passed away? No, right? no, that was the other one. Laura Whitmore is the one that took over. Um, I forgot her name. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. R.I.P. Sorry. She's still alive. You know, uh, I mean, I hope you're resting anyway. <laughs> so we've got Laura Whitmore. Laura Whitmore. We've got Sarah Highland, Ooh. who just did the American one. 
And we've got Sophie Monk. Oh, man, I love Sophie Monk. <laughs> so who's the fuck, Mary kill? Sophie's a, man, Sophie's a hundred, but I really like Sophie Monk. The Monk, she's yeah. dope. I think, okay. Ah, you know what, though, man? Sophie's got... You know, a man already, so I don't want to bust. No, 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 kill. I kill the monk. Kill, kill the, the monk. monk. Kill the monk. I love the monk, <laughs> but you know, like she's already got someone. Fuck. Yep. Fuck Sarah Highland. Fuck Sarah Highland. And then we're marrying and then Miss Wickmore. All Miss right. Wickmore. She's dope. Yeah, strap it. Are you ready? Oh, man. Can, I, can I open a bit? You can. You can. Oh, my God. <laughs> we I, have number three is going to be the hardest one. Why are you doing this? I, I think I know what this is going <laughs> This is people that you were on the season with. So Fuck me, Dad. We have oh, Michaela. my God. <laughs> I even picked their Love Island photos How for How dare you, girl. We've got Michaela. Uh-huh. We've got Tina, which was so... When you were saying her before, I was sitting there. Like, like he doesn't ah. even know. Well, that's my girl, man. Then we have Emily. Jesus. I had to do you so dirty for this one. Girl, you know I'm in a committed relationship, <laughs> sister. This is all fictional, guys. Fictional. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby, if you hear this, this ain't real. He loves you. He loves you. I love you so much, baby. <laughs> God damn. Who are we okay. going with? Hot seat. Uh, I, I killed Michaela, but I ain't gonna lie to you. Yep. I, I felt that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill Michaela because she's also in a committed relationship, so I don't want to start nothing. It's not because we're gonna be for nothing. <laughs> Wait, wait, did I say Q? Yeah. yeah. So we've got only oh my God. Mark and Mary left. Uh, Who's it going to be? My God, I'll say... Fuck Emily. Oh yep. My God. Fuck Emily and Mary. You know, she friends on me. And then, yeah, Mary <laughs> Tina, man. She's my friend. That's my homegirl right there. That's my bestie. That's my girl, man. Miss <laughs> Tina's dope. Yeah, Mary Tina. We ain't, we ain't got to sleep together. So that's how exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just, yeah. The crazy thing about Tina is me and Tina met each other before the show. Really? I didn't know she was the, the girl that I met. Oh. Because her name was, her full name is Christina. I knew it was Christina oh, outside. You get me? Oh, I see. Yeah. So I was trying to get with a friend right wide at a bar. <laughs> it's so bad, baby. Once again, I love you. Don't worry about what I'm saying. Don't ask me questions. So before that, we had this bomb. I used to go to Bangalore. I used to go to Bangalore 8. Oh, yes. Yep. There. Very oh, familiar God, with that. man. And we had the Seki that really loved us, man. He gave us VIP treatment yep. in front of these ladies, right? Yep. No there. But I don't think Tina was a fan of the guy that I was with. So it's, so she was kind of giving him the cold shoulder. She yep. didn't want She's me. like, nah. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't really like Tina at that point. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, she just... Yeah, she was like being rude to the friend. Like, yeah, no, nah, she was just not... Yeah, she just wasn't talking. She just wasn't there. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. Anyway, so... And then it turns out when we got out of the show... Oh, so you didn't even realize... Didn't know. <laughs> out of the show, and then she's like, Hey, do you know my friend so-and-so? Her friend's name is Tale. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, do you know my friend Tale? I was like, Tale, Tale. He said, oh, we met at this... Um, this bar it was me, you, and a friend, and her, and I was like, Christina, that is you. It's you. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I know Tina. But yeah, man, Tina's a G, man. She just got out yeah. of um, 
um, the games. you know, Lavan games. Um, and that shit was like the Avengers, bro. Like they got out <laughs> all of the Lavan stars, man. They did actually. I yeah. Did so you know. So yes, yeah, so I'm meant to be catching up with her when she comes back from oh, Melbourne. Say hi from the, That's the Legally Blonde podcast. For real, why not, man? If she, she's even one, I'm gonna bring her here. Yeah, why please not? Why not? do. So to talk about your podcast for a second, mm-hmm. back to reality. Mm-hmm. How did that even start? The, the real truth. Yep. You want to hear the truth? I want to hear the truth. Oh, the whole yeah. truth and only the truth. Let me tell you something. The the, the guys, right, that gave us the, the, the platform. Right? Okay, so our producer, her name is Hannah. Mm-hmm. And our senior producer is, um, uh, her name is Ellie. They're amazing, man. They're like family to us now. Love. And um, I actually wasn't the first pick. It was meant to be Al and Brent. So I think, you know, Brent was kind of leaving our management and, you know, like, uh, I don't know. So I don't know what happened, you know, and uh, I don't want to say anything because I don't really know the nature of it. And, you know, I got the call up and I just, I jumped at it. You know what I mean? Because if there was any sign of me trying to manifest to the universe that I needed a platform to be able to work on. There it is. Door open. There it was. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, listen, some would say that I manifested. I would say that I manifested. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I'm allowed to dive a little bit deep in this because I think it's so important to share that when you have it in your mind, you can have it in your hand. Mm. If you have it in your head, you can have it in your hand. And I think it's so crazy how many times I've, like, envisioned myself, like, in a certain apartment of, like, there was a certain smell like to the apartment like that I really wanted to be able to live in. And I actually had a vision about this. Like, this is actually crazy. Like, I, so I'm just going to touch on this real quick before I move on. But how, how, how powerful manifestation is like in this, like just being able to rewire the software that's in your mind to be able to allow yourself to get the hardware to do what the software has already been programmed to do because your mind is a CPU, right? Yeah. And it took me so long to understand this, but I've been manifesting my whole life without knowing it. Huh. You know? Without yeah. knowing. Even like me coming here, the the teams I play for and footy, like, you know, all this. And obviously, I had to work, but it all came from that decision to be able to see that I can see it, you know, like, and yeah. that's why I meditate a lot. And it's like, so people think I'm a little bit hippie, but it's like, for example, what I was just talking about, the apartment I want to live in. I was living in a crappy apartment of with me. And I, I I had like eight weeks to move, couldn't find anything. Four weeks, couldn't find anything. A week, nothing. Three days, nothing. But uh, three weeks before that, I was sitting on my maid's couch and I was just thinking to myself and I was like, man, I would absolutely love, you know, to have an apartment like that has like an island, you know, and yep. everything else. And I fell asleep on his couch. And it felt like three... It felt like five seconds, you know what I mean? Like, and I opened my eyes and I could see like a view, and the furniture was mine. I looked around, the house looked like it was mine, you know. And I got up, I was like, Bro, What the fuck did you see that? And he's like, What the fuck, man, you were sleeping. <laughs> he's like, Huh? He's like, What? <laughs> so, and I was like, What the hell? And like, I had not long to move. Yep. And then I was in trouble, man. Like, three days come, and I had an eviction lotus. Anyway, it was just crazy time in my life. And then I ended up getting, there was a guy that that comes into work. His name is Dan and he owns black uh, real estate. Mm. And it had been coming in for, you know, years. I've been seeing him on a clockwork, such a nice guy. And I just asked him, you know, just in passing. And um, anyway, long story short, 
I moved into an apartment that was damn near close to the apartment that I kind of had so, in the vision. Like, and I wanted a big island. You know, everything that's in the house right now is how I envisioned it. And people think that this is some mumbo jumbo shit, man. Like, no. even like the podcast. Yeah. You know, like, I, that's all I ever wanted. And me and Selena, the girl that I'm with yes. right now, we are always like, man, imagine if we, even like, me and you had like, and I was like, let's manifest, let's manifest it. And then I ended up leaving, you know, unfortunately, but Selena came on. Yep. You know, so I think me going on to the show was just a testament of just how like the universe and God works in my life. And I think it's so important for me to continuously share the message that if you're so unhappy with your life, if you end up at a point where you feel stuck or like if anything, if there's anything that you feel like you want in your life, I feel like if you can have it in your head, you can have it in your hand. I love you that. You know, yeah. So touching on what you just said as well. So Al, you obviously started it with Al, um, Mr. Shoey guy himself. <laughs> Are you guys still Mr. friends? Mr. Meister. Yeah, man. I love that guy, man. I just haven't really been in contact with him as much yeah. and I feel very bad that I just keep missing him and um, yeah, man. Like we are... We are still friends, most definitely, man. And it's um, this is kind of tough, man. You know, like you know, some people really do come into your life for a season. Yeah. Um, and I'm only starting to accept that, and it's a hard thing to be able to accept because, you know, it's like reading a book. You know what I mean? Like you know, each chapter has got its own narrative, and mm. I think that's just really how. You know, life is meant to be like, right? Not everyone is really meant to be in your life for that long. So what happened? So Al left the podcast yeah. and then Selena came and on. Says, and then Selena came so on. So did Al have other commitments? He's a busy boy. Yeah, yeah, man. He just had other commitments and, you know, like he just really wanted to be able to, you know, uh, cultivate his relationship and, um, you know, just a few things, you know, that... Pardon me, man. It must be the beast. <laughs> um, alcohol-free, of course. <laughs> Um, yes, man, this man, absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, he just wanted to be able to be in a position where, um, he can cultivate his relationship and, you know, make sure that he, he, he like still works and yeah, like, and, and, and I think what was important was, you know, he really wanted to be able to cultivate his faith in God. You know what I mean? Like both him and I are Christian and, um, yeah, like it's something that he just really wanted to be able to pursue a bit more, just his relationship with God. Yeah. And so in terms of their transition to new co-host, smooth, mm. easy, was it weird at first? Yo, you know what? It was very smooth. It was good. It was good. And Cell was a great talk. And it's also opened up a whole array of guests that we weren't really having a lot of access to. Yeah, okay. Women can be very intimidated. Or anyway, the type of women, anyway, that... Um, we've tried to reach out they, you know, they can be very intimidated to come on a show when there's two guys, two and guys it, yeah. it just feels a little bit it feels like a boy group boy, yeah you know yeah. you come on you're like yeah like boys. <laughs> exactly. so you know Selena really did give yeah you know the show uh, uh, you know almost like when you look at like a graph right you know what I mean like it was like it was on like a steady incline with me and Al and then when she came on it just peaked like the wow. stock market you know yeah. what I mean yeah you're like, so yes. yeah man you know <laughs> so um, so yeah man but you know I loved uh, you know I loved like the growth that I had with Al man he's my man and you know and now I'm in cell and we we just had to make a few adjustments yeah. you know what I mean and um, you know and I'm always learning man like she's unreal she carries the show man you know, they, they say that I'm the anchor, but to be honest, though, like, she's, man, she stirs the shit, you know what I mean? 
I love that. I love that. And so in terms of, you know, running a podcast and having that, Mm. what would you say to anyone? I mean, even me personally, Mm. like what would you say any advice on, you know, running a podcast and how to do it, how to make it work? I don't run a podcast, girl. I just get in, sit down and talk. (laughs) Get to do the interview section. The honest truth is I've been truly blessed because I think God knew my cap. I'm going to go away from saying God from people. For, for, I'm not ashamed of my faith, mm. but I love people to be able to understand where I'm coming from when I say God. I'm going to substitute it with the universe. Yeah. I think when the universe knows your capacity, it will only give you things that you can handle. Mm. You understand? It will never give you something that's too much. Yeah. Or something that's, that's too little. It'll give you things that you're either getting prepared for, like you're always under the process of just being molded, I feel like, into the actual blessing. You know, if it's not the thing, it's, the, it's, it's like the thing that leads to the thing. Leads to it. Maybe Legally Blonde is also just maybe a foundation that you had to yeah. lay. You know what I'm saying? To get to. It's a foundation you genuinely had to lay. And you sticking it out like this is the only one thing that I can say, you know, will result in results yeah. you know what i mean you know that's the only thing that follows work man is result you know what i mean like i i, I like i heard this saying that was like you know don't be don't be mad at the results that you got you know you, you uh, from the work you didn't do basically you know what i mean like yeah I and see. it like it really kills me because it's like i'm also still trying to cultivate the podcast as well yeah. but for me cultivating the podcast i need to cultivate myself so I think if I have any advice because I'm still learning as well if anything I'm actually in the same I'm actually in the same uh, boat as you um, but something that I've just learned is volume you know consistency yeah um, Bradley Driver is an amazing guy to actually learn off because he's been going for so long but every week is dropping something mm. um, but consistency man and volume yeah, you know, keep it up. absolutely, man, and um, you know, and networking, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's actually kind of crazy, and, and like I'm giving advice that I should be giving myself right now. Hey, you can always learn from yourself. Uh, absolutely, right? Because I think we all kind of genuinely know what we gotta do. Um, it's so important, man, to be actually be around people that are better than you, and people that are in a position where you'd want to be. Mm. I was just lucky because I was giving a, a you know a a platform, but I feel like also knocking on doors wouldn't hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like knocking on very, on very big, um, on very big networks, man. Like you know, like on their doors, and you know, like kind of, you know, allowing yourself to sell yourself, you know. Mm. And you know, I think the thing is, man. Um, like you've got a great way that you structure things, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're putting in a lot of effort, man. Thank you. Like that's and I, and I see that, girl. And I gotta commend you, man, because it's like you have an energy about yourself. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. You. You've you've actually got an energy about yourself, and I feel like it's important to be able to recognize that. But I think when it comes from somebody else, that's when you really know. You're like, oh shit, I yeah, can do like, this. That, that and you're like, spot. I can do this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I believe in you, man. You can definitely do it. I feel like. You know, just start from the ground up. But, you know, just so long as there's just, you know, incremental progress, that's all yeah. that matters. That's it. Just, yeah. Was it just keep swimming? Just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming, baby. That's all it is, man. <laughs> so to ask you a little bit of insider mm. tea mm-hmm. on your podcast, mm. 
you know, you have loads and loads of guests yeah. who have been, I mean, you probably don't want to answer the second part of this, but uh-huh. who have been some of your favorites and who have been some of your least favorites? Oh my God. My favorite. Oh man, I have all of the favorites. That'd be my friends. Like Selena was amazing. Mm-hmm. Selena was dope, you know, and she she she, she kind of laid the pog- yeah. well, she kind of laid like the foundation for it to actually be a host as well. So Sal was dope, man. That was we were just bouncing off each other. It was hilarious. One that I really loved was with Ann Middleton from uh, oh, SAS. It was dope. Stop. Honestly, yeah. he is just a legend. Yeah, and he's a hunk too. He's he's really hot. <laughs> he's got the looks. He's beautiful, and you know so. Because, you know, I'm so about, you know, having a good mental game. And, mm. you know, like he's got a new podcast, which is called Head Game with Nova as well. Ooh. And he's a beast, man. The guy yeah. just is a beast. And I remember he had to get like 20 episodes out. He was just recording after recording. Apparently, he was in there 30 minute briefing an hour, I think. 30 minute briefing an hour in three or four podcasts a day. You Dang. know, some shit like that. Some of Pop off. Yeah. So he's just, he's just got a very strong mindset. And a lot of people that have a mindset like that because it helps me check myself. Yeah. Because one thing that I wanted, one, sorry, um, something that I, that's very important to me is breaking generational curses. Mm. My generational curse has been, you know, drinking. Yeah. So I just found a substitute. I just drink zeros now. Yeah. You know, and that was something that was very, very important to me because I feel like there's a high chance of infidelity happening when there's alcohol abuse involved, you know, and I wanted to be the most committed person. You know, I th- I just want to be, you know, a dependable partner. I want to be a good partner. I want to be a loyal partner. You know what I mean? A very faithful person. And that's something that has always been lingering in African, you know, uh, communities, infidelity. And I feel like where I'm going with this is the reason why I loved and Middleton is because he kind of planted this. Well, he actually watered the seed that was planted where it was reinforcing what I already knew about having a strong mental game, but to also allow myself to know that it's okay to be scared. Yeah, I I was very scared of you know stopping drinking. I was very scared of you know looking at these flaws and looking at these things that, you know, I felt like I would never be able to. I never thought I'd be in a relationship because I was so scared. I never want to cheat, you know. I never want to be you know unloyal. And I think, you know, I was having a little bit of doubt as well too. Like in my, not even my relationship, just in myself. Yeah, but because I was scared. You know, so I think it was my favorite podcast because it just reassured, yeah. you know, that, that, um, that mindset that I had that, yeah, I'm scared, but I know I want to do, I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do all these things. And yeah, it just yeah, gave me the strength, man. Yeah, most definitely. That was my favorite. My worst, I don't, I, I don't think, uh, every single one has been good and real. The hardest ones have been when people just don't want to share much. Uh, when you're you like, know. tell me something. And yeah. Like, I got, I can't. <laughs> it kills me, man. Um, I really loved Abby. Yeah. But it was very hard because she was on a press run. I wanted to spend a little bit more time with her. We only had 30 minutes. Oh, wow. If not less, you know, and, um, you know, I would have just really loved to spend a bit more time with her. Deep dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I write that. Well, no, I want to say thank you so much for like coming on today and like sitting not, here and not? literally everything you've said has been, yeah, I think people are going to love this. Yeah, nah, hey man, girl, I'm glad, I'm glad, man. And listen, 
I, I, I'm gonna come back I just live just around You know I can come back Girl I love I love I love having these chats man And you know what though like, I know there's so many possibilities We could do a whole episode On like smelling and telling Yeah man A whole episode oh. So much man You know what I mean the possibilities We can do a whole lot And you know I think it's so important man Because You know Each one teach one You know what I mean And I mm. think I'm all about in the business of You know It's not about what I can give But it's Oh sorry It's not about what I can get But it's what I can give as well yeah. Like reciprocity is like Such a big word for me you know and I feel like I've been given this gift it's not mine it's been given to me like Denzel Washington says it's like it's a gift that's been given to you yeah you know what I mean and like for me to say that I've got a platform where you know I can't go on other podcasts you know because you know they you, you know what I mean like you're still starting off but at, at the same time it's like I see crazy like potential like in this like this this is amazing you know what I mean Aww. and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, girl, like there's so many possibilities, man, like of, of, of um you know, of you actually seeing, you know, this like you blossoming into what you want it to be. Yes, I'm yeah, so I'm here to help, girl. I'm on I'm on happy help. We can <laughs> yeah. do it. Well, thank you so much. I honestly love this episode. I'm mm. Maddie. Yes ma'am, yes ma'am, I'm Taku. And this is And Legally Blonde Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>